0: Hey, before we get started, I wanted to let you know that we love bringing this content to you for free, and we want to keep going. Your support helps make that happen, so please go hit that subscribe button today. It really makes a difference. Okay, on to the episode. No two animals are the same. Every pet has unique personality traits, quirks, and needs. This includes different health and feeding issues that can often be a struggle for both the pet and the pet parents. Kelly McBride is the mom of two dogs, Champ and Tyson, who you might know as the Half Husky Bros, which is their handle across their very popular social media profiles. But behind all the fun content we see, there's more to the story. Kelly has been on a real journey with Champ, who has long struggled with certain
1: sensitivities. I noticed that Champ started having food sensitivities when he was around two years old. At first, we had no idea that this was actually a food sensitivity, we took him to the vet and they were telling us that it was some sort of skin issue.
0: Champ's main symptoms had been licking and biting his paws, rubbing his face, and a red
1: snout, which initially the vet tried to treat with antibiotics. After a while, I'm like, this is not working and this can't be healthy for him either to just keep being put on antibiotics. So I... Took it upon myself to do some research and I asked the vet if we could try an allergy test. When the results came back, Kelly learned that Champ was dealing with a lot. The test was pages long of different items, which he was allergic to within the environmental aspect, as well as a list of foods, which he had sensitivities to. So with that, I was able to eliminate those items from his diet and start working from there.
0: Kelly adjusted Champ's diet and put him on medication for his environmental sensitivities. And ever since, he's been happier and healthier. After the break, we'll hear more from Kelly about her journey with Champ and what pet parents can learn about her experience with Champ's food sensitivities. And we'll hear about how she has worked to bring Tyson into the family in the least disruptive way possible. Stay tuned. While training my puppy, Teddy, I've been using a few kinds of treats. By far, his favorites are blue sizzlers. These bacon-style treats are made with real USA pork as the first ingredient. And wow, does Teddy love them. And I do too, because they're easy to tear into small pieces for training. If you're looking to up your treat game, get Blue Sizzlers wherever you buy pet treats. And don't forget to download the Buddies app to earn points on your purchases. Kelly, nice to uh, see you. Welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. So Kelly, your story sounds just like the journey I've had with my dog, Ozzy. Same thing, around two or three years old, developed the kind of presented the same way, picking at his paws, little scabs on his skin. And it turns out he was sensitive to chicken, so we had to eliminate the chicken from his diet. And I'm sure you know pretty much everything has chicken in it in some way, shape, or form. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Whether it's chicken meal, chicken broth, there's some kind of chicken that you have in all of your dog food. Um, so yeah, so same thing. And he also never loved his food, so he was like, hmm. I don't know about this. But yeah, you just kind of go with it. But you know, he turned out okay and his skin yeah. cleared up and he lived. He's 15 now. He just turned 15. Oh gosh, so. God bless.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> that actually gives me hope because yeah. with all of the issues that Champ has had, I'm like, what kind of life is he going to have in the long term? Mm-hmm. Cuz he's on medication too. So, I'm like, yep. is this going to be bad for him long-term? No, I think as long as he's comfortable and he's happy Happy. and he's eating something at all, you know, that's all you can do. Right. Yeah. I do have to say that um, being hooked up with Blue Buffalo after Mm -hmm. he was on this one limited ingredients food for a few years, and then we were hooked up with Blue Buffalo back in 2021. Mm -hmm. I spoke with one of their vets over there and they suggested- that I go on one of their prescription dog foods, yep. which is um, alligator. I never heard of anything <laughs> like that before. He loves his food now. And it's just amazing to watch him thriving now and being so happy. I
0: want to talk about just Champ and Tyson. Tell me a little about them
1: and um, you know your journey with them. All right. Well, Champ is a Huskimo, which is half Husky, um, yep. half American Eskimo. He'll be <laughs> seven in February next Mm -hmm. month. And Tyson just turned five and he's a Goberian, which is a golden retriever and husky mix.
0: How did you come to be with these
1: dogs? Well, I got married back Mm -hmm. in 2015 towards the end. And um, in 2016, me and my husband were like, we want to get a dog. Like me and him both always had animals throughout our whole life, but they were with our family. They were family pets. Neither of us had our own pet or dog. So we were like, let's, let's get one. We want, we always loved the love from a dog. Nothing is better than the unconditional love from a dog. You know, so we did some research. I wanted a husky. My husband was like, they're, very energetic. We (laughs) don't have a huge backyard. I was like, can we get a part husky then? I promise I'll right. walk him, <laughs> I'll exercise him, I'll take care of him. You know, like how a kid says yep, to their yep. parent, like that. That was literally me uh-huh. to your husband, begging, right? Begging for, can I please have a dog? Right. And he finally gave in, and we found Champ. Um, we got him from a breeder. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he was not bred very well, uh-huh. but you know, I learned my lesson from getting him from the kind of place that we did get him from. So when we got Tyson, we were more prepared, which was like a year and a half later. When we got Champ, he had behavioral issues, the health issues. As a puppy? Like probably around like six months old, yeah. Wow. And they're like, you could return him. And I'm like, I'm not gonna return my dog. Are you kidding me? I love him. just because he's got some issues, doesn't mean I'm going to send him back. Come on. right? But I mean, you know, cause they give you like a year health guarantee. And I'm like, you know, you fall in love with these animals even before you get them, basically, you know, as soon as you see their picture and you know, that's the one. Or and then you, you see- have the idea of them in your mind. You exactly. Know, like so mm-hmm. that wasn't even an idea that I would ever do something like that. So Champ has been a work in progress for his almost seven years on this planet. (laughs) Totally worth it, though. Totally worth it. And what about Tyson? So how did he... he You don't even want to know. So we got (laughs) Tyson (laughs) because after sending Champ to a um, trainer for for six weeks, he went to like doggy boot camp. The trainer said, I think he would benefit from having a friend. (laughs) So if you're able to, and you know, you can afford to have another dog and you can, you know, you want another dog. I think that if you get him kind of like my emotional support animal needs an emotional support animal. (laughs) So they, the guy was like, you should get him a friend. It will help him with his separation anxiety and his anxiousness and his extra energy will be spent more with playing with another dog so that's how we came to get Tyson. And did they mesh pretty immediately or was there like a transition phase? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I see all these videos on social media of people bringing home a second dog in like a basket or a box and it looks so great. Like everyone's Everybody's so happy. In love right, everybody amazing. gets along. It's amazing right away. Champ hated him. Really? Yes. Yeah. He was I think he was mostly upset because it was taking he maybe he felt like it was taking me away from him like you're coming into my space with my humans and i don't know if i like that yeah so when all these other people are showing these happy interactions when they first meet i was hysterical crying <laughs> i was like i tipped the apple cart i'm so upset what am i going to do i want champ to get along with him we had to initially like take the other dog to my in-law's house. They lived down the block at that time. So it was it was easy and give them little meetings at a time. So like a Some half space. an hour, yeah. yes, of meeting at a time on a different ground. So I would take Champ to my in-law's house with the new puppy and Tyson and they would play together there. And then after about like a week or so, they started getting used to each other where I could bring Tyson into the house. But it was still... I would have to just give them limited interactions. After a month though, Champ finally came around and was like, I guess this dog isn't leaving. I have to get along with him now. I love that story because I think it's so important for people to hear stuff like that. Because
0: personally, again, very similar situation. A few years back, I mean, to be fair, Ozzy had been an only child for, you know, 10 years. And then I decided, oh, I'll foster a dog. Maybe I'll adopt this dog. We'll see, but I'll, I'll, you know, volunteered to foster a dog, and it was the same thing. They hated each other. Ozzie was like, "What are you doing here?" And then this other dog who was bigger than Ozzie, like they would fight each other. I was like, "I," and I again, I was hysterical, crying like you. I was like, <laughs> "I love this dog. I would love to keep him, but like he doesn't. They don't like each other. So like, eventually, he got adopted by somebody else, which was great. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. But I think it's good to know that like the initial. Miscommunication between the animals does not have to be prescriptive of their whole life. There are ways that you can, you know, bring them together and, and create a more happy relationship
1: between them. So, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, I do get a lot of um, messages from people on social media of them saying, I can't believe how well your two dogs get along together. Do they ever fight? Is there any other issues? Do you have to break things up? And I, I'm like, honestly, now, no, I I don't like it. Never really gets to that point. I mean, maybe there was one time ever where it got to that point because Champ is the boss around here. So if Tyson mm-hmm. gets too annoying or too like too just too much for him, or he doesn't want to play, he'll let him know. Tyson will walk away and go play with a toy by himself.
0: Yeah. So like living with anybody, you just kind of learn the signals exactly. Of like- you read, the, you read the room. You're like, oh, he's not into it right now. Right. But oh, I do notice that
1: elsewhere. other people, they'll tell me that still to this day, their their dogs are like eight, nine years old and they, they still don't get along with each other, you know? And I'm like, you have to put the work in when be they're hard. younger <laughs> yeah, exactly. in order for them to mm-hmm. grow together and love each other. For sure. And I think, you know, the the way that
0: you put the work in just to make your your dogs- Love each other and have a good relationship it's the same kind of thing that you did to understand what champ was going through with his food sensitivities like you put the work in every day to be like what is wrong how can we fix it like what are the steps that we can take um and i think that there's a lot of pet parents out there who just you know wait and see you're like oh we'll see maybe it's just a phase maybe it'll get better on its own and to those parents like, what would you tell them? Because you, I think, were more proactive. You, were, you said there's something wrong
1: with my dog, and well, I want to. Well, they figure would out call me is. a helicopter mom because if I notice that anything is not right <laughs> at any point, I am immediately calling the vet or, or taking them because I'm usually right when I I feel like something is not right in my gut with them. I am usually right. Like if I see Tyson scratching his ear. Yeah. I know he's going to have an ear infection. So I'm going to immediately treat that right away. So with, with Champ, I I did take him in right away immediately to start troubleshooting, to see, you know, what was going on, how we can fix this. And I would always suggest to pet parents, Mm -hmm. if something is not right, you need to, you need to act on it immediately. Don't wait and see, because even though I didn't wait and see, Having Champ waited, you know, having waited so long to actually figure out what was going on with Champ, it took us so much longer to correct these skin allergies and the, you know, the scabs that he had on his paws from licking and the fur missing from him because Mm -hmm. of all the scratching and licking, it takes much longer to correct the longer you wait. Absolutely. And the
0: distress that the animal's in, you can't even really understand it, like, The animal obviously is uncomfortable and the quicker you can correct that, the happier everybody will be. So I know you mentioned that you had done, you did some
1: research when Champ was going through all this. What kind of research did you do? Where did you start? Well, I started, to be honest, like Google, you Uh know, I just started Googling (laughs) things and looking up like reputable, you know, reputable companies that would have articles about these things and just start reading up on them. I mean, that was my best source because I wasn't getting it from the vet at first. Yeah. So, you know, by doing that, I found out that there are actually doggy dermatologists out there, which is um, a specialist that um, they specialize in allergies and dermatology. So, I found one that was in New Jersey. At that time, I lived in Staten Island, New York, and I drove an hour and a half to the place (laughs) to bring Champ to have him checked out by her. Wow.
0: And did you find any community? I I know that now you, you have followers, you have people, you know, for me if something's going on with Ozzy, you know, I'm in the Buddies app, I'm going to the community page, typing mm-hmm. in like, "Hey, my dog's going through this," or I look at the the resources, what can I read about to figure out, you know, how to change his diet, whatever. Well, did you find a community of people or other pet parents who were going through the same thing?
1: Well, at first I didn't because um when I first when I first started going through this, there I didn't know like to reach out to people on Facebook. Like I would post stories about it, but I never really got any responses from people of their dog going through the same thing. But as time grew on and the years passed, I got hooked up with Blue Buffalo, as well as um, we work with another company called Zoetis Pet Care, which is the world's largest um, manufacturer of dog vaccines and medication. Mm -hmm. Um, After I got hooked up with, those two companies, I actually found that by doing posts on social media, that I, you know, there are a lot of people out there going through the same exact thing. So, like you said, the Buddies app—they have that whole library of great resources to read up on different things, like you know, food sensitivities and mm-hmm. other things, as well as they have where you can hook up with other people and and ask them questions. Definitely. And, you know, I think we should kind of talk about the work
0: you've done on social media, how you've, you've created this presence and this following for Champ, for Tyson, for yourself. What led to that? What was the impetus? Like, oh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll give this a shot. Maybe I'll be on social media. Was it a conscious decision? Like, let's try to be, <laughs> be big on TikTok or wherever.
1: Or was it more just like, I'm going to post about my pet and see what happens? Well, to be honest with you, when I got Champ and we first started, there weren't many pet accounts. It wasn't as big as it is now. Um, I started in 2016 after we got Champ because I was flooding my personal feed with (laughs) Champ photos and videos. And people were like, is this all you're going to post now? Like my friends, you know, my Mm -hmm. real life friends were like... (laughs) Are you kidding me with all this dog stuff? We're I was not like, here okay. for this. Right. So I was like, okay, I'll just make him his own page then, you know? Mm-hmm. So it just started out as like a goof and just for fun. I see your dog walking around. in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, just started out as a goof and for fun. And after a while, when I started posting videos, you know, started posting videos, I realized that I was actually gaining a ton of followers and this happened in 2017. Then we got Tyson and we started posting videos with him and the account just blew up. And at that point, I realized I could not only reach and help people learn and educate people through social media, but I also realized that I can make a living off of this too.
0: Yeah. What have been some of the most meaningful interactions you've had? from, you know, your social media presence through your
1: followers, people who've maybe gotten
0: in touch with you?
1: I would have to say with our followers, one is that like, you know, a few famous people follow us. So I think that's pretty cool. And -hmm. then I think the biggest (laughs) thing is that all the fans that reach out to us and tell us how much our page means to them. So I've had people reach out saying they have a bad day and then they come to my page and they watch a video and they laugh and they forget about how awful their day is, or they, you know, are able to disconnect from what's going on in the real world and have a laugh when they haven't laughed in in days or, you know, that our page just helps them or someone that reaches out to me saying, my dog is going through this same thing with his allergies. What do I do? And then I'm able to help them that way. And
0: talk to me about some of the awareness you've Been able to raise about food sensitivities, about, you know, some of the issues that Champ has been through. Have you seen more recognition, more acknowledgement that this is a problem
1: or an issue that a lot of pets go through? After we hooked up with Blue Buffalo back in 2021 and then started posting after that for them, we realized that the food sensitivities and intolerances was actually super common too. I noticed that a lot of people don't act on it either. Yep. <laughs> so it, it's crazy. And I also noticed that a lot of people don't realize, like you said before, that, you know, chickens and everything. And <laughs> Champ didn't initially start with a chicken insensitivity. He eventually grew into having one, which yeah, is also yeah yep. very common as well. Mm-hmm. So I often find myself, you know, sitting in the pet store, just reading labels for so hours yes. reading. The labels. Like I must look like yes. a nut just standing there looking, you know, because uh-huh. I just look at it and I'm like, there's so many things on here that I don't even know what it is.
0: Exactly. Yeah. For me in Ozzy, anytime I'm ordering food, I need limited ingredient for sure. And then chicken free. So if I'm like filtering on blue buffalo and I'm like, I need chicken free, limited ingredient. Like, have you heard about the true blue effect? It's pretty cool. And I've seen my dog Teddy thrive because of it. What I'm talking about are the seven benefits your dog could experience from the key ingredients in Blue Life Protection Formula. We're talking about healthy muscle development, immune system health, skin and coat health, healthy digestion, joint health, strong bones, and the one I see most of all in Teddy is vibrant energy for an active life. All of this is thanks to the quality ingredients in Blue Life Protection Formula. Try it now at least now, like in the 15 years I've had Ozzy, I think I've seen a shift toward there's more options available. But yeah, it's a real struggle that you you have to spend the time to make sure that you're giving your pet the right
1: stuff. Exactly. I think it's really important. And what I didn't know that um, the vet Vicky from Blue Buffalo told me Mm -hmm. was that even though a food out on the back of the package says that something is not in it, in the ingredients, doesn't mean that it's not packaged in a facility with that right. ingredient. Totally. And, you know, for humans, like
0: I have a nut allergy, so I can't, <laughs> me and Ozzy, we're mess. just like, we in a pod. <laughs> it's like, I got to read the ingredients for myself and for him. I have no time left in my day. I just spend all day reading right. ingredients. That's what I feel like too, though. It's crazy. What about medicines? I know that certain medicines are flavored. My dog's heartworm medicine is beef flavored. So, how do you kind of go through that journey? You know, your dogs are going to be on medication, cats are going to be on medication. Some of them have these ingredients in them. So, what are some of the the things that pet parents should look out for when it comes to medicine?
1: Right. So, like I said before, every it's always important to read labels. On everything, but not only food, but the medication that you get from your vet, because most human pills are not flavored. So, but they do that for dogs because it makes it taste better so that they eat it right up. Right. And they don't give you a problem every month when it's time to give them their heartworm medication. Mm -hmm. So with CHAMP, The heartworm medication and flea and tick medication that we had for him was beef flavored. So we had to change him to a flea and tick collar for his heartworm medication. We get that specially compounded every month from a pharmacy in New York City that mails that to us. There's no extra additives to it. It's just the medication in a capsule. And we give that to him every month. Wow. And I I didn't even know that that was something that was available to pet parents that you could just have them specially made. Wow. Yeah, the <laughs> dermatologist that we went to, mm-hmm. she actually suggested that we do that and she was the one who let us know about um all those medications having you know the flavoring in it. So if you you go ahead and do all this work to change your dog's food to make sure that you know, there's nothing that they're having an intolerance to. And then at the end of the day, you're giving them a beef flavored chew. Right. Every month, it's going to be all for nothing. Exactly. You've just
0: wasted a whole lot of time. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That's super helpful and something I didn't know about and maybe a lot of pet parents didn't know about. So I'm glad that we talked about that you have to be diligent. You have to understand where the food's coming from. And I think it's good to work, obviously, in consultation with a vet like Dr. Vicki. We just we had an episode with Dr. Vicky. Oh, that's great. Um, and she was incredible and had so much great information to share. But how do you work with your vet, with Champ and Tyson's vet to make sure that they're on the right track?
1: Well, after I found out that Champ had his, you know, food intolerances and after I work with the dermatologist, I was able to give all of that information to the vet. And now our main vet, he's actually under the maintenance part. So we just go for him for whatever medications we need. Um, I do get my prescription food straight from Blue Buffalo, yep. from the Blue Vet. So um, that I don't get from him, but I feel like I've done a lot of this on my own. So basically everything now is just maintenance and I know what Champ means, so I convey that to my vet, and he works with me that way. How do you
0: see the next few years going? Will there be any more pets being brought into the mix? And uh, what what does it look like moving
1: forward? Well, I'm so glad you said that because- Actually, I do want another pet I wanted to add a third. We recently moved um, on Halloween. We moved to New Jersey, so we were living in the city before, so our backyard wasn't big. Yeah uh, there wasn't much room for them to run, so all of their exercise was from you know walks and bringing them you know on hikes and stuff like that. So um, now that I have a backyard and there's room for them to run a bigger house with much more space. I want another dog. I'm still in the midst of convincing my husband, though. So as soon as I could convince him, there will be a third. All right. Hopefully well, this is the you know, year. We
0: can, we can start a campaign here on the show. Let's convince Kelly's husband to get number three. I would appreciate that. <laughs> um, Awesome. Well, before we wrap, I wanted to talk about, you know, what has been the most surprising part of your journey as a pet parent, whether that's, you know, the food sensitivity stuff, the social media stuff, what have you gone through that has
1: surprised you? What have you learned about yourself and this journey? There's a few things that were surprising to me. I come from a pharmacy background. So I've been in pharmacy for 20 something years now. And um, I just recently left my job to do the social media and influencing full time after we moved. So um, I was surprised at how good I I am at this whole thing. (laughs) I never had any training in this. Everything was self-taught to me. Like I just jumped on in 2016 and it's been a learning curve and I just been growing as social media has been exploding. So It was definitely wasn't as many opportunities when I started as there are now, but I am definitely surprised at how well that I've done along the way. And then I'm surprised at how smart dogs are. I never realized with, you know, how much training I put in with the dogs that they are smarter than you give them credit for. So like, for example, Tyson, he has an elephant named Ed. And a teddy bear named Ted, and he knows the difference between the two. So between if I had and Ted, so Ed the elephant yeah. and Mega Ted. Mm-hmm. So if I ask him to go get me Ed the elephant, and Ed the elephant is in a different room, or I keep him in a closet when he's not using, so it just doesn't rip him apart all the time. <laughs> um, he'll go to the closet and stand there. If you wow. ask for Ed the elephant, if you ask for Ted. He'll go to the room that Ted is in and go and grab him. So I find that. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing that dogs have the retention to remember all of these things, you know? And then also I wanted to say that I think all dogs could be rehabilitated regardless, you know, what you're rehabbing with them, whether it be a behavioral issue or health issues food and sensitivities, everything is fixable. If you put the time and the effort in with Mm -hmm. your pet, you can come as far as Champ came. I mean, Champ will always be a work in progress, like I said, but he has come such a long way. And it surprised me that when I look back at where he was and how happy he is now and how he's thriving now, it's just simply amazing to me. Absolutely. Yeah. We did a, an episode recently with Eric and
0: Rashi, they host Lucky Dog. Um, and Eric said basically the same thing. It just takes a lot of time, a lot of patience and you have to be willing to put in the work to make sure that, you know, whatever your dog or your pet is going through, you know, they can work through it if you work with them. So I think that's a great, um, just ultimate lesson to leave.
1: I totally agree. Like if you, if you love them, and show them that you love them, they'll give you that unconditional love back and there's nothing better than that. 100%. So before we wrap up, let's do a couple things.
0: First of all, where can people find out more about you, about Champ, about Tyson, uh, the work you're doing? How can they follow you? Give us all your handles.
1: Okay, so you can follow um, my dogs on Instagram, Facebook. And we just recently started posting on TikTok and YouTube at Half Husky Bros. So that's going to be H-A-L-F-H-U-S-K-Y-B-R-O-S on all of the handles. Nailed it. Thank Um, you. (laughs) And then my last question,
0: I always say that I always think I know what the answer is going to be. And every single time I've been surprised, I'm going to ask you, if you could be any animal, what would you be and what would your favorite activity be?
1: Oh my gosh. I mean, my favorite animal is like, uh, you know, a tiger, but I don't think I would want to be one because I would want to be my dog if I yeah. could be any animal, because I see, I know the way that I treat them and how much I give them and spoil them and treat them. And I feel like every dog should be treated the same way. Mm-hmm. So if I could be any animal, I would be my own dog. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. You've been listening to Life with Pets,
0: the show that combines real pet stories with proven guidance from pet professionals. I'm your host, Hilary Georgie, and I hope this show has been a great resource for you as a pet parent. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to download the Buddies app. This episode was produced by the team at Mission.org.